the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, beautiful people. It's Jen here. And as you know, you are listening to the Funny Mummies podcast. Well, I hope you know that. And if you didn't before, you sure as hell know it now. Uh, So I am recording this in my car, actually. And the reason I'm doing that is because I'm about to walk into the dentist, like literally when I press stop on this recording. I've got to walk in and get my tooth fixed. Half my tooth fell out because now I'm really old and this is happening. And as I say to my kids, oh, look after your teeth. It's like that old Pam Ayres poem. Do you guys remember Pam Ayres? I remember she was such a big deal in the 80s. Pam Ayres, oh, I wish I'd looked after me teeth. If you have no idea what I'm talking about. I was going to say Google it, but actually it's probably better. Just let the mystery be. Just enjoy it and, you know, um, just go, what is she on? It's kind of a fun thought, isn't it? Um, let the mystery be. Now, the reason I brought that up is because that comes up in this conversation you're about to listen to with the fab Cat Davidson. She is a freaking hilarious comedian. She's one of the uh, first comedians I ever saw on stage at Woodford Folk Festival. A little bit of trivia. Loved her immediately. Very, very privileged now to be able to call her a friend. We work together every now and then. It's fabulous. And uh, yeah, I know you're going to enjoy this. The wonderful thing I loved about this, apart from some of the cool stuff we chatted about, was we got to do it in person. I went over to her house. We recorded it on the deck. So you're going to hear some ambient noise of actual real life people being together which as much as I love that technology lets me chat with people kind of all over the place, I, you know, it's that Zoom thing where there's delays and it's a bit weird and it's like, you go, no, you go. Oh, sorry. So um, in person, at least when you have those awkward things, you're doing them in real time. You know what I mean? So without further ado, please enjoy this chat. I'm going to go and get my tooth done. So however much, however painful this episode is, I guarantee you, you're not going to need gas. Enjoy. All right. Thank you so much for having me on your deck. You're welcome. This is quite delightful. Thank you. Beautiful. Yes. It's much peace. Yes. Oh, so good. Can I, and we've got your beautiful puppy dog. Yes, my little Angus, who's seven and a half months old, and um, I like him more than I like most people. <laughs> this is the magic of a dog, though. It's new to me, Jenny. Yes. Tell me about this, because you're a cat person, right? Yes, tried and true. Have them tattooed on my body um, and still love them, but had never owned a dog. Um, and then you know, my daughter, our daughter, um, is eight now and has been begging for one since she could talk. <laughs> um, and I finally sort of went, all right, maybe maybe it is time. And it was a COVID thing as well. Yes. Um, and then we got him and it was a battle to get him. We had multiple puppies die Oof. beforehand. And then this guy's a rescue. And when we got him, I just fell madly, deeply, completely in love, and I've always thought when dog people go on about their dog's personalities, I was like, nah, huh? <laughs> sure, buddy. 
But he does. He's a complex being. <laughs> He's got wants and needs. Oh, my God. Well, it's so funny because, you know, I've had the absolute reverse experience yes. again from COVID. And, and I was not only ambivalent about cats, I actively did disliked cats. Like, wow. Hated them because my mum was madly allergic. So she was like, hate, 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 just spewing it. It's like I inherited the racism, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, and then got two kittens in COVID and I can't believe how much I love them. And same thing. I would scroll past. If anyone posted a photo of a cat online, I could not have given less of a shit. Like, mm. I would just not even register it. And now I actually look at other people's cats, like when they post them and go, oh, my God, and like... Yeah. Who are we? Yeah. You probably lose hours on this cat is chonky. It's, have you been to that on Facebook? No. I'll change your life after this podcast. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. Amazing. Prepare to say goodbye. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> Many hours. Goodbye everybody. Yeah. This is our last episode of the podcast. It's the last thing I'll ever be putting out in the world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, I'm so curious because, like, we've been friends for a long time yes, now. But I'm years. like, I don't think I've actually ever heard your origin story about getting into comedy. Wow. Yeah. Well, so how did you become funny? Like, tell me <laughs> tell me about this. What happened to you? As what Craig happened? Sullivan said yes. to me once, it's like, what you're in comedy. You? What happened? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I trained to be an actor hmm. at QUT. Um, and I'm not very good at it. And I'm not very good at learning scripts, as it turns out. Um, but I'm very bright. So I knew how to do all the academic stuff easily. Um, But I wasn't really tuning into it. I was just regurgitating. I knew what they wanted to hear. I knew which parts of the, you know, the text to regurgitate. Um, And I had a a tutor in, a lecturer in third year who saw me, um, which terrified me. And he, Sean Mees his name, um, he said, I see you, you're coasting. I'm not having it. and he said, you'll thank me when you're older. And I was like, oh, whatever. Uh, and he said, I want you to do something truly terrifying. What would that be? And I said, stand-up. Because at the time, that I'd done theatre sports for years, and I'd watched the stand-ups and just thought, I could never do that. That's just alone. Because, you know, theatre sports is such a team thing. And yeah. acting, there's always, you know, a director and another cast member and all of that. But stand-up is just solo. Um, so he helped me write my first well I wrote it but he kind of directed my first ever stand-up and the first time I ever did stand-up was in 97 at a packed sit-down um and he was at the back with a clipboard yeah marking you well as it turns out there was nothing on the clipboard <laughs> that is the magic of Sean Mee. <laughs> psychological clipboard <laughs> yeah Amazing. I mean, he was marking, but yeah, you know, he wasn't. He was just watching, and he said he, you know, later he's like, I knew that you'd be fine, but and and I fell madly in that, like struck, like with Gus, struck with love, first time out. That's incredible. Oh my god! So just running towards the thing that terrified you. Yeah. What made you be honest with him though? Like, why not? If you were, well, you just knew at that point that he'd see through it if you were lying, or I think so, and I think I had so much respect for him. And his intellect that yeah he'd, he'd pick it if I if I said oh, I'm just really scared of Williamson um, like no you're not. <laughs> no one's scared of Williamson uh, <laughs> uh, and I wanted to do something I think I knew in my heart of hearts that I was kind of wasting my time a bit mm. um, you know I mean learning is always a good thing but I wasn't delving I wasn't you know using my brain I was just figuring out how to re-say stuff so it really. And since then, it kind of changed my hunger for knowledge, I think. 
Mm. Like I wanted things that I didn't understand rather than being able to have prettier words for the stuff I already did. That's, I love, gosh, that's a beautiful way to put it too. Thank you. So then, okay, far out. So that was the origin. And then you just were hooked and Hook line comedy was your thing. Yep. And I did Raw that year, I yep. think in whenever it was, February. So I, st- I did my first ever stand up in September of 97. And I did the, um, was it 96? Hang on. Six, nope, seven. Uh, and then I did Raw 98 and got through. Went to Melbourne. Wow. And so it was just, yeah. And I still had to. I mean, I had years before I really found my voice and um, and got good. But I already had stagecraft. Yeah, from, from doing acting and, yes. and acting. So I knew how to look like I was doing long before I did. Yes. So I think I got away with some pretty dicey writing. Because <laughs> I, I sounded still feel like, like a stand-up. I still feel like I get away <laughs> with a lot from doing <laughs> shitty writing. I've just... Just sell it. Know how to sell it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. 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 Um, wowee. Okay. And then, so you'd been, you were established in your comedy career, um, before you had Raws. Now, am I right? You did not actually plan, you didn't, weren't going to have kids. Categorically not. So tell me about that. How did that change? Oh, the biological clock, Jen. Was the biological clock. It it just went off. (laughs) It went, and I had been, I'd written comedy about not wanting kids. My husband and I, Stav and I were united in our front and would laugh like drains at our friends that had kids and lost their social lives. Ha, 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 fools. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started at 34 um, having dreams about babies and not the kind that I'd had younger when it was a nightmare, um, like dreaming that I, I had one and dreaming that I loved it and waking up feeling a bit bereft mm. but, and confused. Um, but kind of that feeling, you know, there's something wonderful happens in a dream, being like, oh, that wasn't real. And That's then... like my dreams, like before Johnny Depp got weird, when I'd have dreams about him, <laughs> and would be, it was so vivid and real, and you'd wake up and feel a little bit heartbroken. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I feel you. Yeah. Yep. yep. And I was, but I was still like, what is this craziness? Um, and then I, I told Stav pretty early on, I was like, I don't know what's going on, but this is happening. And he was kind of, okay. That's out of left field. So what? And I was like, I don't know. I, and then it, got, it just got stronger and stronger. Wow. And I just, I got to the point where I was saying to him, look, I, you know, of course I'll never force you into anything. You know, you you and I, to the end of time, um, we'll, we'll make this decision together. But I, I really want a kid. And he mulled it over. And then at about <laughs> 2 a.m. on New Year's Eve, <laughs> we finally went, let's have a baby. Let's do it. We'll be great parents. Um, and we were pregnant by Valentine's. That you're going to say by morning. <laughs> he was so annoyed that it was because I had treated my body like a tip for years. And then, um, you know, I thought it might, at my advanced age, uh, it might take a while. And it did not. Wow. And then it's just on like Donkey Kong. Yeah. Did you have a moment of like buyer's remorse of like straight after panicking of going off a little shit. bit yeah. yeah when the when the test came back positive um it you know and i looked at the stick when I mean, we had done it intentionally but then it was just like oh my god like what what have we done <laughs> this is gonna be a human child a human child um and i remember coming upstairs um with the stick and and kind of just pointing it at staff who <laughs> just swore like happily we we're just like holy shit oh god <laughs> and then 
Um, I did like seven of them to make sure. And of course, as you as you do more and you, you drink more water, it dilutes the result. <laughs> so then I was like, maybe I'm not. And then I went to the doctor the same day and peed clear. Um, and she was like, no, well, go away. You definitely are. Because I took a photo of them all. Yeah. Um, and then we went back the next day. And yes, you most categorically knocked up. Wow. Yeah, and she was born in November of that year. Aww. I just, I love the image of you pointing the stick at him like a wand. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Vada, <I'm> pregnant. Um, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. And so, um, okay, so first of all, before you actually had her, like what were your feelings about how that would might affect, well, would affect um, comedy and your passions and how you were going to balance all that? Do you remember? Like, I think we had some crazy ideas this won't affect our lives. Um, this baby won't run us. Um, you know, we'll, we'll run it. We'll run it. We'll, we'll, and that's not how that works. Um, <laughs> but I also, because I, I wasn't really a fan of kids. I mean, I didn't actively dislike them, but I didn't seek them out. Um, I didn't have any understand. Like I, I was started thinking, how am I going to do? Like I don't know. I don't know kids. I don't know what they. What do they want? What? How do I keep it alive? What will it? What will it want to do? So it was quite. That was a bit scary, mm. bringing this alien into the world. But then, um, as is often the case with with kids, when she was born, she, we just figured it out together. Yeah. And it has affected my career. And I'm home a lot more than I than I would have been. Um, but I'm kind of a homebody anyway. Yeah. So I don't I don't resent that. It can be tricky managing two careers with mm. a kid. Um, you know, but she's awesome and funnier yeah. than both of us <laughs> does she like do you think she'll go into the comedy performing field she wants to be a youtuber <laughs> so um she's already decided she's going to be famous for something as is the want of her generation yes um i don't know there's a, always that thing i mean you, you tend to rebel from your parents so mm. perhaps she'll be an accountant yep 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 and do something really straight down the line um, but she's just got such natural timing. Yeah. Um, and she like she'll shell the joke and, and do it two hours. Like she just. Wow. I don't nature nurture. I don't know what it is, but she's yeah. funny. Yeah, that's well. And being a funny person's good in life, regardless of which area you go down. I mean, I think the world probably needs some very hilarious accountants. Absolutely. So yeah, well, some of them are. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And I think too because she's she inherited our height. I'm six foot. He's six three. She's um, very well spoken, so I suspect she's going to need a few shields, <laughs> as, as humour often is as she yeah. as she grows. Yeah, for sure. Was it a shield for you growing up? Absolutely. Yeah. Tell, like, tell me about that. Well, I'm the youngest of six, mm-hmm. um, sort of blended family, so we didn't all live at home at the same time, but there are a lot of us, um, and so you kind of had to find a way to make yourself heard, sure, and defend yourself from the slings and arrows of those above you because I'm the youngest um, so it, it kind of started then and my family's pretty funny uh, and then at school I, I I was very I mean I'm bright but really shy um, and didn't have great social skills so and you know six foot three and red headed not an easy combo sure um, for a young thing so yeah I used it completely as a shield I used it to make people like me or to push them away yeah. Because um, I didn't really have the skills or the confidence, perhaps, um, to have a more natural conversation. And, and possibly still don't, Jen. 
That's really interesting. Oh, I think you do. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's with certain people, but you can. You're not someone who strikes me as like you have to be on all the time. Oh God, no. Do you know what I mean? Like, and but some people do have to be on all the time and can't even put that mask down for a second. Mm. I can relate to that because I think I've definitely gone through periods of my life where I I can't turn it off. But I think, yeah, I think to be a healthy human, you have to be able to have a real conversation with someone. Oh, definitely. At some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I am shy, so I will I will hold it up. Like, if I'm in a social situation where I don't know people, yeah. I'll usually make them laugh. It's, yeah. It's a, an icebreaker or it's just, it's instinctive. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's. Do you have this thing where, like, you'll be obviously on stage, you're, you know, comfortable and, you know, enjoying it and stuff, but... Oh, I've got this thing where if I hop off stage, I suddenly feel so freaking shy and, 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 and almost to the point where I think people probably think I'm incredibly rude because I don't engage because I just find it too much. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? No, completely. I, yeah. I feel like sometimes that I have a finite amount of people energy. Mm-hmm. And some days I wake up and the the cup is, she's not full. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't, yeah, I, I need... To either be, and if I can't be by myself, then I have to kind of push it. Um, and I, yeah, I, I think I can come across as a, a little aloof. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are other times where, if I'm really comfortable, I'm the life of the party. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird kind of um, opposite thing, isn't it? Like a contradiction in yourself. Yeah. Um, is Roars your daughter? Is she? She's quite extroverted, I gather. Like she strikes me as that. She in is the, seeing on she, social media. Yeah, she is. She has her yeah. moments as well. There are times where she's not comfortable. She'll she'll kind of go into her shell a bit. But yeah, no, she, as kids do, will just kind of march up and be like, "Have you also got the same color hair as me? Let's be mates." She just, <laughs> I like slides too. Um, but she, as she gets older, I get and because I had such a rough time in in my childhood with other humans. Um, I see it in her, and I just want to wrap her in bubble wrap or something like you know she'll come home and some kid teased her or she couldn't figure out some social situation and I just my heart stops and I just want to but I, I get that's part of growing up and and that I need to let her go through it but I'm yeah I want to go full tiger mum sometimes I the know. kid said what I will end that child <laughs> which one was it <laughs> oh it is it's brutal like seeing your kids struggle with it and um yeah it's, especially I think if kids are being mean or yeah you just oh like it kills you especially Mm. when you've gone through it yourself as well um what like how do you deal with parenting stuff like do you read things do you talk to other parents like when you're trying to work out yeah what's your yeah um methodology i do i talk to google a bit um and then yeah i'll ask i'll ask friends um i've got some friends who are just categorically amazing parents um in fact most of my friends are pretty damn good Present company included. Thanks. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll ask them questions. Um, but and Stav and I can, can quite often nut it out because we come from very different backgrounds. Yeah. So um, sometimes just kind of if we can, you know, we can't be like, can you stop having that tantrum? We're just gonna have a chat. Can you just park that problem? We're just gonna have a chat for half an hour to figure out how to handle this. Um, <laughs> but if we do have the opportunity, then we we can often come to an understanding or some. God knows if we're getting it right, but some kind of united front on how to handle something. That's amazing. I mean, yeah, and that's the thing. There's never, there's not one definitively right way to do anything in life, is there? It's just, I think if you guys can 
get on the same page that's freaking winning like because can i ask like so you come from very you can talk about as much or as little of this as you want to but coming from different backgrounds like how how have you navigated that because it's almost like i don't know like i think about like my husband and i have come from really different kind of worlds as well and it can be a bit like culture shock yeah. sometimes and going like why is you why are you seeing things like that and why am i so, like so how has that played out for you um it's it can be very challenging um we went to counseling a little while ago um to try i mean we weren't fighting all the time but we were struggling to find ways to communicate occasionally um just didn't have the tools to kind of solve if there was something that was and a lot of it was around parenting um because i was raised by um two parents who loved and adored and mum was always around dad was a truckie so not so much but mum kind of gave us her full attention and and we were very much her world um whereas dad uh his mum has uh, had a few partners some of them were not good people yeah um so he kind of raised himself in a lot of ways um so had a very different experience of parenting and a very different experience of of being supported or not being supported um, so I guess that is tricky in, you know, I, I kind of have that instinct to, to rap and to, to do what my mum did and kind of, you know, cover us in love and, and, and always be there, whereas he had a lot more distance. So, um, you know, mm. he's more likely to let her fall and pick her up, whereas yeah. I won't let her fall. Wow. So, yeah, it's taken. But I think having two different approaches is not necessarily a bad thing as no. long as you can communicate them to each other and to her because she needs to see that there's not always a clear path and and sometimes she chooses you know we'll both she'll come to us with a problem and she'll pick one of the solutions yeah that's that's amazing i mean that's the dream isn't it you can like get the best of both worlds and pick it off can i ask like did things like um again feel free to talk about this if you want to um with stav like you guys seem to me to have such a strong like you really seem rock what's the word rock solid rock solid yeah. i was like rock strong that doesn't sound right <laughs> <laughs> but you strike me as so rock solid Thank like you. together as a partnership and stuff um and you've been together for a really long time right 21 years 21 years that's phenomenal um so when so when he got this job like working for, so for anybody who's listening it doesn't know um yeah stab's like part of the breakfast team on it's B105 now, isn't it? It's called that again now. (laughs) And so he kind of became famous, like, right. So has that changed things? And certainly because you're in the same industry, like, how has that experience been for you? Um, Well, we auditioned together. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Did not know that? Yeah. Uh, 16 years ago. Holy shit. Well, what was that like, even auditioning, like, before you didn't even... It was... (laughs) Ah, ah, uh, it, radio had always been my dream. Um, I you know, would, would have killed to get into breakfast radio. And then we got this audition at, at B105 together. Um, and Stav, as he often is, he's a really laid back kind of guy. Like he just, he's not particularly ambitious. Um, when he does something, he does it 100%, but he doesn't kind of, you know, seek things out. So he sure. was like, oh yeah, I'll give it a whirl. Uh, and so he gave it a whirl and he got it and I didn't. Jeez. So um, there was there was one day I remember where I was just like, I am going to be fine with this. I love you. I support you. Just give me twenty four hours 
and this bottle of vodka. <laughs> That's a country song. Yes. <laughs> 24 hours and a bottle of vodka. <laughs> And oh, then, far out. And uh, it's pretty much what it was. I just sort of licked my wounds. And then, you know, and yeah, 16 years of radio. So it's been pretty much, I mean, it's phenomenal. that was pretty early on. Yeah. You know, five years out of 21. Um, so it's been more our experience that that's life than, you know, it's hard to remember kind of what happened beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So, because I think a lot of people would would really, that could actually be a relationship breaker. Possibly. You know, like, especially when it's, like, you've been so invested in it and stuff. So what do you think got you guys through that? What got you through that? I think that he, I don't know, he didn't have an arrogance about it. He was just really thankful. He worked really hard um, because he still was working in a sandwich shop um, when he got the trial and then um, when he got the job. So he was working night and day. So it wasn't like he, he kind of was like, well, of course I got it. I'm amazing. Um, so there was that. It was easy to love him through that. Um, and I think I saw uh, we weren't great on air together because we were too kind to each other. Ah, So rather than a kind of playful banter, which we actually have, we were so respectful on air that it just it was a bit... It didn't sound great. Wow. That's so really interesting. As heartbreaking as it was not to get the role, I kind of understood that we wouldn't have made a good on-air team. Sure. We now, we've done a show together and we're doing another one soon. Um, he said, she said, on stage together. And now that we've been together a lot longer and we feel a bit safer, I think, we can be a little cheekier. Yeah, and right. play a bit more. But yeah, at the time, five years in, I think we're a bit, just a bit kind of like, oh, that's very funny, darling. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting though, because you're right. Like you do need that kind of heat, that kind of yeah, riffing and you know trying to roll each other up and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. We were too sweet. Oh, <laughs> what a lovely problem. To yes, have. I know. So basically, what you're saying is, um, you put your adult pants on. Yeah. To yeah. Yeah. Be be the best for each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so fucking great. And then. Um, Okay, and so then Roz comes along. So how's that affected your relationship, having a child together? Um, we had a long time when it was just us. So we very much had to adjust to sharing our love and our time with each other, uh, with her and with, with um, the family, which was tricky, I think, as it, as it is for, for most parents bringing someone into the world. Um, you know, you can't just lounge around in your pyjamas all day. Um you know, and wander down the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. She's eight, so that we're getting there. Yes. Yeah. Um, but also being an only child, we are her entertainment at home. Yeah. Um, and again, being eight, she's getting old enough now to kind of do her own thing a bit. But, you know, the, for the many years where it was, there's a lot of Lego. There's <laughs> a lot of Lego. Yeah, I can't fake that passion. I can't. I just can't do Lego. How many games of Snacks and Letters can you play, Jen? I know. Heaps. I know. Well, and... Yeah, well, that's why my kids end up having more screen time than I ever would have even imagined I could, you know, yeah. tolerate in my stomach. But apparently I've got a bigger yeah, um, me too. threshold than I thought. Although I am getting to the point with uh, YouTube where I may I may try and take it offline. It's full on, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. It's mostly the, um, the privileged Americans because there's lots of – them playing Among Us or them opening presents or them basically being very wealthy and believing the world revolves around them. Um, 
uh, and I don't mean to be racist saying Americans, but they do tend to be American, the ones that she watches. Um, and the, their voices just, oh my God, I want, I, if we, if Stav wasn't more in love with the, our large television than he is with me, I would throw something through it. <laughs> it drives me nuts. And I just, I hear, because I remember my dad when I was young, uh, dad would, has a really, um, not an intolerance, but there's certain sounds that just make him go a bit nuts. Um, and I feel exactly the same way. Like I'll just reach a point where I'm just like, ah, I can't listen to that anymore. Is it the gamers? Is that what you're talking yeah. about? That they're ga- yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's pretty intense, isn't it? Like that. that's when I'm like, oh my God, can you please put some headphones on? Please. Or take it into the bedroom or let's throw it out the window. Like I just cannot take it. And, and John was pointing out, um, cause I was like, well, I don't understand why watch oh. someone else play a game and he said, yeah, but, like, think about it. I might watch a home renovation show and someone else is, like, if you think about Minecraft as in their building houses and building things, that's what a home reno show is. You're watching someone build something and renovate. Yeah, but it's got a doing narrative. It. Well, yes, and they're not going, like, this as they're doing it. Yeah. Um, mind you, maybe our kids' generation, that's exactly what the home reno shows will be because they can't maybe. understand it unless they're My concern each other. is... Uh, because I love narrative. It's what I do for a living is tell stories on the radio and on stage. And I, I hope they don't lose the ability mm. to, to create and get immersed in a narrative. I mean, she reads a lot, so hopefully that offsets it. But those, there's nothing in. Like, I will watch it and just be like, nothing. You just, nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing changed. You learnt nothing. Yeah. Like, I don't even care if it's, you know, Bluey, where you, you've got just a lovely little moral Bluey's at the end. Bluey's adorable. Oh, Bluey. oh, my God. So you're not learning quantum physics, but... I just, just nothing. They just yelled for ten minutes, and yeah. now I I need to go for a long walk. <laughs> Mummy needs a Where's bit of the value. Down. Mummy needs twenty four hours of vodka again. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good therapy. I keep losing days. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Do you have what? Are you, what are you kind of um, like your favorite? Have you had just some favorite moments or memories of of being a mum? Like those moments that you go, that's on my little mental highlight reel you know of my life or funny moments yeah i think we, we went on a trip to north america just before covid we're actually we flew out of uh of canada on the 1st of january 2020 and um there was at the time the media was kind of you know there was this thing in wuhan and there was a um a virus spreading but it wasn't called a pandemic yet um, and we weren't quite freaking out. It was just, and there was also there was the big the Australian bushfires were kind of the big story even yes. over there. Um, so it was before the world ended, um, stopped, and um, it was just a magical time. We, we went to New York and Montreal and Vancouver, and watching Rory experience snow and um, Macy's windows and the Empire State and the Rockies and just things that are mind-blowing for an adult was incredible and just watching her just sometimes she couldn't even speak with just the the joy of it you know standing on Mont Royal looking out of Montreal um, and she'd just be like mommy I'm so happy <laughs> um, and being able to give her that because we didn't travel um, we didn't have a look at a lot of kids. We didn't have a lot of money when we were little, so we didn't. I didn't yeah. travel overseas until I was an adult. So that was that was pretty awesome. That's and, amazing. And watching her adapt to different cultures. I mean, when we stayed um, in Brooklyn, we were among the only white people 
um, there and she she clocked it. She was kind of like, why is everyone a different colour, Mum? Um, and I said, well, this is, you know, this is their neighbourhood. This is where a lot of people of colour live. Um, and she was like, cool. Like, it's mm. there's no real racism in an eight-year-old. She was just intrigued as to why their skin was different. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then she'd sit down and be chatting to them and, um, yeah, just watching her experience the world in such a big way i'd say that it's pretty hard to that's i mean phenomenal yeah i remember you being over there because i remember following very vicariously as i'm sure (laughs) everyone was going oh my god like it looks amazing and i feel like her excitement i just remember seeing all these pictures of her kicking her like doing a big high kick in all these amazing locations but just being like that's the perfect like physical embodiment of the excitement that I know I feel like going traveling, but it's sort of not as socially acceptable to do my little hiking. <laughs> not that I could anyway. I'd pull hamstring, been hospital, can't afford travel insurance. Um, but yeah, just like it's so amazing, isn't it? Like seeing that excitement outside of your body and then just oh, yeah. express it. So beautiful. Such absolute joy. Oh my God. Yeah. So I think it's moments like that. I mean, and that can happen. I mean, obviously that's a big one in North America, but you know, we'll go to a, a creek we've never been to before. Um, and she discovers something amazing. And I love, I just, I love watching her discover the world and to fall in love with our puppy when yeah. she first met him. Um, yeah. Her joy is so contagious. That's amazing. I think they're the, the big ones. Do you ever feel like, because the thing with having kids, obviously, and it does limit your well i mean yeah it does it changes i think that your ability and willingness as well to go away for long stretches of time Mm. how has that been for you like do you struggle with that in terms of what other stuff you could be doing with comedy or yeah yeah i get fomo sometimes when i i see my friends on tours um and i think i wish i could be doing that but then i think would i would i be happy i don't seek them out um because I don't like being away for long periods of time from her. I don't want to miss anything. We only have one child, so, um, you know, we're only going to get this one go-around of watching her grow. Um, And I already am away enough that she and Stav have rituals and, and, you know, little parts in their partnership that I'm not a part of, and that can hurt. Oh, wow. I mean, it's a wonderful, gorgeous thing, and I, yeah. I, I'm glad that she has her daddy and that she loves him so and that they have these little moments together. But, I, you know, there's a little part of me sometimes that, you know, she'll ask him, you know, Daddy, let's do this, or, well, I'm here, and she's just kind of, oh, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes you're not, so. <laughs> but I think it's a, it's a tricky, I mean, I, I carry some baggage for my dad being around, uh, being away a lot when I was little. Um, so am I this awful parent who's away all the time, or am I uh, a strong woman who's showing her daughter that women work yeah, and that it's important for a woman to have a career? Both of those things are true, depending on when you ask me. Sure. Yeah, no, I get that completely. It's it's brutal because I, I've, you, that's exactly it, is I want to set the example for my daughter, well, for all my kids, but for my daughter in particular, of that, you know, your life is more than just to serve your children that actually you deserve more than that too. Like mm. your needs are important. Yeah. And yet I also feel like there's times when I've been away and it has been bad for them, you know, like, so it's just, Oh my God. And you can beat yourself up about it forever. And I had three that I made myself and then, you know, I've got three bonus kids, but um, yeah, I, what you're saying about her being the only one and not wanting to miss it. 
I feel like I've only just realised that with number three. And mm. like now I think I did take it for granted a bit more because not that I was like, oh, I've got three. I can hang out with one of them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I choose you. <laughs> Which one will it be? Um, <laughs> but I think because he's my last one and yeah. I've also, I guess, like seen some of the mistakes that I made with the first two drafts. Um, but now <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like really trying to not, miss it with him and you know make the most of it but i probably baby him way too much and he'll probably have other hang-ups because there'll be something so invested <laughs> leave me alone mate. back off <laughs> just go neglect me for a while <laughs> um yeah so i don't you know there's no freaking winning in that game is there no oh dear no. But thank you so much i just love you so much and i oh. yeah you're such a beautiful human being and yeah, I appreciate you chatting to me. Are you up for some rapid-fire questions? Yeah, come at me. Okay, rapid-fire round. Okay, so if you could have dinner with any person on earth, living or dead, who would it be? God, because Ooh. I don't believe and I would be interested to be proved wrong. Hey, Ow, that's, a, that's, that's an amazing answer. It'd be cool, like, if there is one. Yeah. Okay, Toast so say there was, say God turns up, what's yeah. the first thing you say? Has your son forgiven you? I think would be so. How's that working out for you? That was some heavy parenting, mate. That was that was rough. I mean, you talk about letting them fall, letting them experience conflict. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, there's you know, there'd be a, a, oh my gosh, if he's real, I'd have to rethink a whole lot of things before I before I ask. But yeah, there'd be so many. Why did you do certain things? What's the go with COVID? Mm, yeah. You know, what do you? Because I feel I do feel with that one. Uh, that there is have you heard the Gaian theory no um, it's basically that Mother Earth is grumpy with us mm-hmm. and she told us to, to stop it she she sent us things to, to slow us down and then she sent us to our rooms mm. to have a good long think interesting because we're not treating the Earth kindly and this is how she slows us down mm, very interesting Australia got let out first yeah because we did we did we Cleaned our rooms and yes, obeyed. We did. Yes, yes. Not great with um, obeying environmental. Uh, Not great. Uh, yes, recommendations. So no. we might be sent back. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, that's interesting. One of my um, improv heroes and mentors, um, Gary Austin, the late great Gary Austin, um, said to me because he was a devout Christian when he was younger. And then as, as an adult, he changed and he is agnostic. But he said um, there's this great country song that he loves and it's just called Let the Mystery Be. I love that song. Oh, do you know it? Yeah. I don't even know it. It's, uh, it's the theme song now for, oh gosh, Justin Thoreau's big show on television, The Leftovers. Get out. Hmm. Okay. Oh, my God. All right. Well, I can't believe... It's a beautiful song. Okay. I'm going to... I can't believe I haven't heard it. Just as you said that, I was like, why have I never actually listened to it? Because <laughs> I tell the story of my, to my kids. I was talking to my son about agnosticism recently and saying, you know, like, nobody actually knows. It's, you know, everyone believes what they believe and some people believe that very firmly as though it's a fact, but nobody knows and, yeah. Okay. That's on my to-do list. You should also watch The Leftovers because it's Justin Thoreau. Justin Thoreau. I was just hearing someone talk about Justin Thoreau's amazing biceps recently. That man. Yeah, who it was. Is ludicrous. Yeah, right. He's my second husband. Amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> um, question number two. What is the um, best piece of advice you've ever received? Don't sweat the small stuff. Amen. Um, what's the worst piece of advice you've ever received? Um, 
Even though you're uncomfortable in this situation, you should do it anyway. Ooh. Hmm. Ooh. Yeah, I, it's a, it's in many different guises I've been given that, that advice. Uh, working in an industry which is male-dominated and one that I started in so young, um, I sometimes didn't trust my instincts. Ooh, yeah. Um, and it would, you know, you're okay, you just, just stick with it. Um, I think now that I'm a little older, and I'm not saying that anyone did anything horrible, but sure. um, there were times where perhaps even me not making my my um, emotions or my feelings clear made it more difficult for other people. Um, but now that I'm a bit older, if something doesn't ring true for me or I don't, I don't feel right about something, I will speak. Um, and terrible things don't happen. You know, a lot of the time people go, oh, yeah, I hadn't thought of that or sorry or... Um, you know, so sometimes uh, being comfortable enough or safe enough or strong, I don't know what it is to, to just say, here's how I'm feeling and, and can we change something can make a big difference. Gosh, that's very inspiring. Have you talked to Rory about this kind of stuff? A little, yeah. yeah. No, carefully. Um, sure. But she's pretty switched on. She kind of knows a lot of what's going on in the world and there's a lot of talk about sexual assault and consent um, happening at the moment. Um, and again, I'm not saying that's what happened to me, but just being in situations that, that weren't perhaps the healthiest. Um, I'm hoping that she learns a little younger than I did, speaks up a little, yeah. a little more. Um, and I, I think the world is changing and that will be easier. God, I hope so. I think so. I think so. I think even, I mean, looking even at comedy, looking at jokes that five years ago were fine, and now really aren't. Yep. You know, and I think that's, I think that's a positive thing actually. In the for the most part, like yeah. I actually think um, it's great that we're shifting. So I do think that shift is happening. I which think is so fantastic. too. And any of the, there's, I've had so many conversations around. You know, it's political correctness killing comedy. No. No. Work smarter. Yeah. You I can still do jokes agree. about absolutely anything. Yeah. But you have to punch up. Yeah. And that means you have to work a lot harder. And be a lot smarter. So if you're feeling like your comedy is being killed by political correctness, you're probably just not very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Do better. Preach. <laughs> um, what's the best comeback that you've ever uh, ever made? And that could be like, even if you've just thought of the great comeback afterwards, it can be like on stage, off stage, whatever. I had a wonderful one recently. I was doing a gig on the Gold Coast and there was a group of men who... Um, they were looked like they'd been bodybuilders a few years ago. If you can picture that. They're still kind of, you know, that kind of guy. Uh, and as soon as I walked out, they started talking louder at that level that's supposed to indicate we're not interested in you and we'd like you to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I let it go for a bit and then, uh, then I, I addressed them because they were kind of making it difficult for other people. And I said, you know, are you, have you been drinking? Because they had a lot of alcohol on their table. And they're like, yeah. Um, and I said, you know, how, how much have you had to drink? And he was like, enough to think you're pretty. <sighs> and I, it actually did hit because I've got mm. some issues around, you know, the way that I look. But I just, something from above, if there is a God, thank you, uh, just came to me. And I looked at him and I kind of knelt down and I was like, hey, I'm very much aware that men like you find tiny women attractive so that they're easier to dominate. Um, so anytime I think of you wanting to have sex with me, I eat a cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And the whole audience did that. Oh my yes. god. He didn't quite understand what I'd said. <laughs> but he did understand he'd been owned. <laughs> and it was and I had women coming up to me for the rest of the night just being like, thank you. And may I use that? And I was like, yes. <laughs> oh my god, I just have to high five you. <laughs> oh my god. It's, I don't know where it came from, Jen, That's... but it's just amazing and it felt so good oh my god just to be like no you are a little man oh my god that is amazing can that please be a gift i just want is that okay for people to use that absolutely this podcast? if there is a moment where you are made to feel small by some small other person and that will help you out of it fly be free oh you are a giver oh my god that's amazing okay <laughs> final question kat davidson you fucking legend of a woman um what would be written on your tombstone so long and thanks for all the fish yeah. yes i love it i'm 42 now so oh wow appreciate that. you are the meaning of life i am the meaning of life yes so you don't need to meet god I'm here. I'm here, baby. (laughs) It's been a pleasure meeting you, God. Thanks for all the fish. (laughs) How was that? Now, little confession, I'm also recording this outro in the car before I go get my tooth done. I think I might actually record another episode too, just um, so I can drag this out as long as possible and avoid that smell of fluoride. Anyway, no, I'm going to do it. Uh, Please, if you haven't already, you must jump over and join us on the Funny Mummies group on Facebook. It's an absolute scream. It is going off. Oh, to the M, to the G-A-W-D. We have got I think we're getting up to like 8,000 members now and there's so much funny stuff on there. It's almost impossible to keep up. So a little warning, it can suck you into the vortex of cyberspace even more so if than you have been already. Not that I'm saying you've been sucked in, but, you know, well, we all have, haven't we? Uh, so, yes, get on that. Uh, you can find all the details on funnymummies.com. And, uh, yeah, if you're enjoying this, please do share it because that really is fabulous. We want to share the joy around with as many mamas as possible. Thank you so much. I hope you have a beautiful, hilarious week, and I'll see you next time. I'm going to go get my tooth done. (laughs) It's okay. Everything's great. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.